0: Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith, and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. The power of first, let's pray. God, I just thank you for, for the power that comes through surrendering to your way above ours. So I just pray, Father, right now, that God, you would speak, convict us, bring us back into a line where we've maybe lost trust, and, and, and just help us to trust you again in those areas. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. amen. Some of you, <clears throat> we talked about a few weeks, I don't want to bring up wounds or, or hurt or, or anything like that, but we're going to go there, unfortunately. The Champions League final, some of us watched it, and it uh, didn't go our way. Now, you think about that scenario, sorry, Ponte, Ponte's like, don't bring it up again, full but think about it. Two two, two teams, the best in Europe, supposedly, as far as the Champions League is concerned. And they're playing this final, everyone's there, everyone's excited. And and what what are they excited about? They're excited about the first place. They're excited about winning the game and becoming first place trophy holders, the best in Europe, uh, or whatever you want to look at that, whatever way you want to look at that. And so here we have these two teams competing to be number one. None of them want to be number two, they want to be number one. But but sometimes we forget that even though uh, Liverpool won, any support I'm trying to any supporter. Yeah, there's one down there in the corner. Is absolutely he's not shy about it either. Um, ushers restrain him. And so Liverpool won. They got the first place, and so we give honour. To Liverpool, we have to, as much as you hate them or don't like them or dislike them, you have to say, listen, you've done done good. You're rightfully the champions because you scored, even though it was a penalty. (laughs) And it was really quick. You scored a goal, you know, uh, more goals than us, so you win, and and we have to give you honor where honor is due. But here's what we forget. Spurs done pretty good. Like, they they didn't actually just come last. They came second. But in that scenario, it felt like they failed, right? Right? They actually don't, they actually don't, like they're world class. Ponder, are you going to give me an amen here? This is your chance. So they're some, there's some of the best players on the earth today. But but here we have in this scenario where they're in this cup final. It's nearly like they're all, their heads are down. I can't believe it. I'm devastated. It's just, this is rubbish. You've came second out of how many teams? How many world? You came above Barcelona. You came above All of these amazing teams came above port (laughs) What? And sometimes we forget they came second, but listen, there's something about first. There's something about that number one spot where there's honor given. There's something about that number one spot where we're excited about getting number one. We're excited about being top, even though we come second, very close. No one talks about the assistant. They talk about the leader. Everyone's talking about Trump. They don't really care about who's beside him, whether you like him or not. He's the number one. There's something about that number one spot that, that draws us as people. We, we honor it. We want it. We desire it. You see, that's, that's a God-given number one spot. It's in us we, we desire number one. We desire to be top. We desire to be successful. We desire to win. Yeah? And I think it's important that we understand that's also the filter that God uses. We're called to put God first. And I think sometimes this is what often happens is that that we think when we're putting God first, oh, some people are getting nervous now. (laughs) Phil, stay away, stay on the stage, you're safe up there. But so often we think that that we can just kind of put God in any seat here and he's gonna be cool with it and we're just hoping that if I put God right in the third row, Everything will still work out, right? I can't go to church this week. I'm busy. I don't want to put them, you know, God, go to third place just for this week. I'm, I'm, there's good weather. It's a, it's a nice day. I don't want to go to group today. Uh, you know, I've got other stuff. It's not convenient. I'm tired. I'm not putting you. It doesn't feel nice to put you first right now. Yeah? oh, 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 oh God, I don't, know if, I don't know if you're going to come through. Like, you didn't really come through in my time, so we're going to, we're going to relegate you to second place. And I want, you, like, we see loads of seats here. Everyone's sitting in different seats, and there's a bunch of rows and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to understand that that just the same way the Champions League, first place is really the only place that people want, and anything beneath that, we don't really care that much about Spurs. We don't really care so much about you losing. We we we're focused on Liverpool. Yeah. And so, so maybe sorry, Dylan. So, so maybe, maybe instead of there being a bunch of seats and a bunch of rows in, in the way that we think in our way we would like it this way because we, we could put God to the, the last row. i give you the last bit. Go on the, go on the back row. It's a bit more quiet. I don't want to talk about my faith. Go on the back row, God. I don't want to expose what, what if people get weird with me. Or uh, We don't want to put me you on know, the front row. I always veer towards the back. And so what happens is we, we think that it's like this with God, but it's actually like this. If God is not first, he's really nothing at all. God, there is with God, the way God has set this earth up is there is only one seat for God. In our mind, we like to think there's maybe a bunch of seats we could put God and put them to the back and the third row and the fifth row. And, and, and that's how we play it in our mind. But the reality is if you want God's blessing, if you want God to intervene in your life, if you want God to move in your life, it's like this. It's, it's just one seat. How, 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 what do you mean, Phil? Uh, well... Before you were born, before the earth was anything at all, God was. So, so whether you like it or not, God was always first. God was. God lived. God, God. existed before you did, before any human being existed on the earth, on planet Earth, in the universe. God was. So, so God cannot deny. It's not an arrogant thing that God wants to be first. It's just as who He is. God is perfect. And and so it would be wrong for God to pretend he's second or or make it even an option because it would go against the very person that he is, the very creation that he is, the very entity that he is. He he, he just is first. He existed first. He created the earth second. We were created after him. So so God can't deny himself. He's first. Are you with me? We're getting breakthrough here. And so we're going to go ahead and... Open up a first scripture, and, and it's really simple. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about offended, one of the, the biggest offenses that we see within church, within God, it, it, is one of the things that we're very sensitive about is money. Oh, don't go there, Phil. That some of you just got, oh. B- because there's a battle going on. What, what, is, what is the deal with money? What is the, we see people abuse money in church, too. Let's be honest. I, I, I've actually in my past season give thousands of pounds and, and this is not to impress you or anything like that I'm trying to make a point to a church that no longer exists so you're like well, well, well how does that work because in my human mind I'm trying to piece it all together but, but here's the reality it's not God doesn't need or want or to have our, our resource our time he doesn't really need it he's God he was first he created us he just doesn't want our resource. He doesn't want money, He doesn't want anything like that to have us. Because if we're honest, it, it actually always, a lot of times does. And so here we have in First Timothy 6, it says this: "For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Come on, is anyone with me when we're talking about governments? Of the poorest places on earth right now, the problem is not with the people, the problem is with the government, it's the head, it's the it's the leadership. There's there's greediness. There's not a sacrificial, not a servant type leader in leadership. And so what happens is everyone suffers, but why? Because the first, the people at the top are are living for self. And so so is all kinds of people, which some have strayed from their faith. So something about money strays us from our faith if we put if we put God in a different order when there is only one order, then, then it, it sends us the wrong direction, tread their faith in greediness, and pierce themselves through many sorrows. Actually, when Jesus earth, was on earth, he talked more about resources or finances or anything like that, or anything that was about possessions that, that give us uh, uh, safety, give us a feeling of security or satisfaction. He spoke to those things more than he did heaven or hell. Why? Because that's where evil got its way into our lives. Yeah? And I want to help you understand it. In the Old Testament, we're going to go into the Old Testament a wee bit here real quick. Uh, in the Old Testament, th- they dealt with animals. <laughs> we, obviously, years gone by, and then we started to create these coins and these notes, and now it's Bitcoin. and th- That's just a way to make it handier for us. Uh, and Humanity has created those things, but actually, back in the day, it was just about Animals they traded in animals, hey five chickens for ten. Ten of those sweet lambs right there. That's actually a really bad deal, probably. Um <laughs> and so that's how they traded. And so when we look into the old testament, that's what's going on, and, and so we'll explain that in a second. So it says um pierced themselves with many sorrows. Who wants many sorrows? This, this is the problem. If, if, we, if we idolize and think, if I can get more of this, more of that, I'll be happy, it's a, it's, it's a lie. We won't. We, we won't. And, and we'll spend all of our time trying to get there, and we'll never get there because we'll always want more. Has anyone ever experienced that? If I can just get a slightly better job, I'll be happy. If I could just have that car or that house, I'll be happy. It's a lie. It doesn't. You never get there. So number one, I'm going to reverse that scripture and say the love of God is the root of all kinds of good. The love of God is the, the root of all kinds of good, but how do we love God as we put him first? So, so if we want to see people produce good fruit, the spirit of God coming out, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, then we're going to have to, to put him first. Now let me give you an example. We'll, we'll, we, what does that even look like relationship-wise? Well, well, here, here we have people in this room. Some of us are married and, and have partners or whatever. And, uh, and if you said to your partner or, or your, your, your husband or your wife, hey, <laughs> I'm going to go down here. And uh, I know, we're, you know we're, we're good and I really like you and I really love you. But, but I, kinda, I would like to introduce a few more seats into the equation. And, and you know, I know there's only, only been one seat for you to sit on, but I would actually like to maybe bring another woman into the equation. W- you know, are you cool with that? What do you think? I think it'd be a good idea. Maybe, maybe what be, three seats? Alison, what would you think? <laughs> Backhand. Why? Because you want to be first. Because you want to be the one person that they choose to dedicate them and honor the one person they want to honor, to spend time with, to become one with. First, it's all about, first there there isn't, if you start to think this way, get ready, because the the sorrows are coming, more issues are coming, more problems are coming your way, get ready. Life's about to get more, you think more is what you want, it's not. Some Some of us in here maybe need to stop talking to some people that we shouldn't be talking to over maybe social media or, or, or we need to cut some conversations because you're trying to go th- to a few rather than just the one. And sometimes we need, this is why the fear of God is so important because it will bring us to not sorrow, but to true satisfaction. In this, Sometimes true life is found in the simple life. Actually, always keep life simple. God has intended two to become one and so you try to add some of the equation, get ready, bye-bye. Is anyone with me? Please tell me you're with me. <laughs> and so here we go. We're going to go back into the book of Exodus. And we're going to go right back to where we kind of see this kind of first, pr- first mentioned principle, our first kind of fruits principle kind of, kind of taking place here through the Scriptures. It says in Exodus 13, um, Moses says, uh, the Lord said, consecrate for me every firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether human or animal. And so I want to look at that word consecrate. We're going to go into uh, the Hebrew language and look, at this, look to its original language, because this, th- this word, is a, it's a heavy word. It's not a word to be taken lightly. It's not like, hey, just do your own thing, go your own way. It's a heavy word. It's not, it's something we've got to pay attention to. It's consecrate yourself. That's heavy. That's honor. That's to sanctify, hallow, dedicate, holy, prepare, consecrate, appointed, purified, heavy, to be set apart, be consecrated, be hallowed, to show oneself sacred. You see, sacredness is one of those things that we just have no part to play. You didn't get the opportunity to decide whether you should come to earth or not. It's a sacred thing God allowed it. Yes, some humans done some things to kind of help the process along, but God allowed it. Sacred. You don't have the choice in those things. Some of us are male, some of us are female. That's a sacred thing. We don't get the choice to mess with that. Can I get an amen? That's not our role to mess. You're female or you're male. God gave that to you at birth. That's a sacred and majestic. It's a beautiful thing. And I see us humans start to mess with that What's, we start to go away from the, that heavy God-fearing consecration, and you know it doesn't get better; it gets worse. It causes more confusion. Oh, you see what I'm saying? We went from having male, female, one seat to now. Oh, we got this, and we got that, and we got this, and we got that, and all of a sudden, let's add another chair. Let's add another chair. Let's add another chair, and all of a sudden, there's so many chairs to sit on. Everyone's confused, and it's all a mess. And so I think it's time for the church to start speaking in love, but we've got to speak up with, with, with in mind the holiness of God and the consecration of, and the sacredness of who God has created us to be, because if we don't, and we don't submit to God first, what happens is it becomes a mess. There's all kinds of hurt, all kinds of sorrow. And so we've got to speak about it, because I'm telling you, the world is loud. But the Bible also says, let's not, let's not hide a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Let's not hide it under a bushel. If we've got light to shine in love, not in anger, not in judging, but we've got we to know who we are. Amen? Can I get an amen? Okay, it's better. Okay, Exodus 13, so it goes on to say this. So after the Lord brings you into the land of Canaan, so this is talking about the promise, the favor of God is on you. God's got a promised land for you. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a place to bring you. But when you get into the promised land, there's gonna be some battles to win. But God has graced you. Some of you right now are going through some situations. You're close. You're, 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 you're stepping in the right direction. But God has graced you to conquer and overcome. It's hard right now. I get it, but listen, it's in the depths that God prepares your foundation Don't run away from God when things get hard, dig in deep. God will show you who you are when you're in the depths of despair. He'll give you purpose, he'll give you visions because you'll be too comfortable any other way when things are easy. And so, as he promised on an oath to you and your ancestors, you're to give over to the Lord the first, everyone say first, offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck, redeem every firstborn. So what's going on here? He's saying, listen, if you don't try to redeem it, what does redeem mean? It means to restore. If you don't try to redeem it, break its neck, basically meaning if you try to do life your own way, you're gonna fall into sorrow and destruction anyway you may as well just break his neck. It's going to die anyway. If you live your life your own way of thinking that you're God, thinking that you created, you thinking you have the answers of eternity, the sacred answers that, then you're going to die anyway. You're going to lose out anyway. Keep going, please. In the days to come when your son asks, what does this mean? Said to him with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt out of the land of slavery, when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn. Some of us know this story from Sunday school um, of both people and animals in Egypt. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. And it will be like a sign on your hand and a symbol on your forehead that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. You see, when we put God First, we give God an opportunity to break us free. God cannot break you free until you put him first. God cannot bring walls down in your life until you put him first. He just can't do it because you're not giving him a chance. God cannot redeem what is unclean until you receive what is clean. And so the, the, the whole problem with this scripture is you can't do this without faith. You can't do this without risk. You can't do this without putting God first. And it's going to take some. like, oh my word, is this going to work? Is God really going to be there for me? It's going to take faith. But but, but, oh, but God but God, I, I've got that resource or I've got that job. And I, the first bit I want to keep because that's the first bit. I, I love it the most. The first bit is what I love the most. Is the I want the first tenth for myself. I'll give the last tenth. I like the first ten because that's comfortable. That's me in control. That's me right down here. But God, God, God's not, God's first. He's the first of everything. I need the first born. That's not the last. That's the first. And so it says in Hebrews 11 and 6, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, God's not out to hurt you. He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants, he wants to reward you. But he can't, you can't please God without faith. You can't. You can't it's, just, it's just the way the universe has been set up, the way God has set things up, is just first. And so if we don't prioritize relationships, you don't prioritize. Uh, uh, how we live in our, in, our, in our personal life, if we don't prioritize marriages, we don't prioritize children, if we don't put them first, then often what happens is they get left behind. Uh, the, the weeds begin to grow. Some of us are like, the grass is so green over there. Well, actually, the grass is so green over there because someone's put it first and started to water it and give it priority in their life. And you're sitting over here and your relationships is falling apart, your marriage is falling apart and you don't feel, it's not as fresh as it was. You know why? It's not first. You're not prioritizing your time. You're putting the football ahead. You're putting, you're, you're, there's, you're actually, it's easier to run away somewhere and get busy because you're not putting it first. And so because you're not putting it first, there's no reward with it because you're not putting it first. That's why God needs to be first. For relationships to be healthy, they've got to be prioritized. And it's not just an idea, it's a practical thing. Is anyone with me? It's getting very quiet. But it's okay. Listen, we're not going to shy away from what the word says. We're not here just to give you nice emotional feelings. Because tru- tr- what is it that brings freedom? Truth. Not just, hey, you're night, you're looking great today. You know, that's good. I like that. That's, uh, please tell everyone that. And, but at the same time, the enemy wants you. He wants to keep things in secret. He wants to keep the the truth locked up. He doesn't want people praying for each other. I, I, I I don't know what's going on, but I just prayed a simple prayer. And we've been teaching the guys in pre service just about prayer. Just pray a simple prayer. Stop making it 10 minutes long and boring the life out of people because it's not about us. Just pray. Lay your hand on someone. In Jesus' name, God, I pray you heal this person. Get out of the way don't make it complex, because you know what you do when things like that happen? No one else wants to pray, because they don't know all them words, one. <laughs> they only know what you said, two. And it just looks a bit weird, too, when you start putting that voice on, Lord. And so what we're trying to train people to do is, like, let's, let's get out of the way and keep it simple. Make it about Jesus. God knows your heart. And, and so, so I'm saying that because someone came up to me and we prayed just after a group, I didn't make it complex, I'm intentionally making it really simple. They're probably thinking Phil this is really simple. Phil's got, like surely you got more vocab than that Phil. <laughs> like for a prayer, like you need to do a wee bit more for God to do something. Well there you go, I just said it real simple, God, just, I pray for symptoms to leave, I pray for peace to come. And someone comes up to me, like why didn't you know, tell me this sooner? <laughs> and, and came up and told me, it's like, oh I forgot about it because I forgot about my symptoms. Because I was feeling really sick, and all of a sudden, I haven't thought about it since. I forgot that I was sick. What? So I forgot to tell you, because I just moved on my life. It's about Jesus. This just worked the word. So number two, the clean can unrede- un- un- Sorry, the clean can redeem the unclean. So so tell me this: Was Jesus clean or unclean? Jesus was clean and he came to redeem the unclean. Who are the unclean? Us. Did did anyone have to tell your kids to get angry? Or did they do it like they've got the gift of anger when they don't get their own way? Did anyone have to tell you to get jealous? Or did it just naturally come upon you Did anyone have to tell you to desire things your own way? Or, or to desire things which look nice to the eye or want to be rich and all those kind of things? No. I'm the same. We have a natural inclination to want those things because we're not clean. There's a part of us that's not, you know, from a kid. Mine. That's mine. Leave it. Me, 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 me. Because. But but we needed someone to redeem us. The, the sons were redeemed by a clean lamb, redeemed that which was unclean. And how we do that is by putting God first. What did, what did God do? How did God practice this? He gave his first son, who was clean, to redeem us as, so that we could become clean as his sons and daughters. Am I connecting some dots? No. Yeah, please. Please, at least one. And this is the beauty about it. God didn't wait to decide. Uh, well, I think I'll give him a son if I can guarantee that, that every person on the earth will love me back. And every person on the earth will put me first. Do you think God done that before he sent Jesus? No. No. He sent it in faith in the hope that there would be a chance that people would actually come into relationship with him in the same way you might have to bless some people and prioritize some relationships with the hope that God will intervene in that scenario, but you don't know, and it's a risk, and it's a choice, and, and you put your trust in God, and oh God, but I don't want to give this kind of resource. I don't want to kind of give this kind of money. I don't want to kind of invest my time and energy into these people. What if they don't love me back? What if you don't give me a reward? There's a risk. It's faith. Um, Joshua 6. So here's a scenario. Some of you know this story, the walls of Jericho. And these people are completely underpowered. It's unlikely that they'll win this battle. And they feel like the Lord has told them to walk around seven times around the walls of the city. And, And... the army that's on the inside of the city is so much stronger, so much bigger. It's against all odds that they would ever win. And so, and so here we have it. Um, before, what had happened was they tried to do things their own way down by the seats, trying to, God, maybe if we could do this or I could do this, was, this would make more sense. I'd like to keep that for myself. Uh, and so they, they tried to do things their own way and they kept feeling. And every time in the Old Testament, we see the children of Israel, when they didn't put God first, they would feel. When they didn't prioritize God's voice in their life, they would feel. When they didn't give God the attention that he deserved, didn't consecrate themselves towards God, they failed. Sorrow came upon them. And so here they're like, right, we're going to get this right. We've learned our lesson. We're, we're humbled again. We're, we're going to put you first. And so this is what happens in Joshua 6 and 18. It says, but keep away but keep away from the devoted things. So that's why we talk about tithes and offerings when we give. The, the devoted things is that portion, that one seat where we put God. God doesn't want it all. He just wants that first devoted part so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron and sacred to the Lord must go into his treasury must go into his treasury. So so I'm not saying that God doesn't love us if we don't perform right. I'm not saying God doesn't love us. God first loved us while we were sinners. God's grace is available for all. See, this is what happens. God's grace brings us into relationship, but it's through obedience to his word that we move forward. It's through obedience that we walk in his purpose. And, And you can't be obedient to God without faith. If we're gonna truly see God do miracles in our life, we're gonna need faith. And so number three, so what actually happened in this scenario, this is right before the walls fell. Some of us in here, were in situations you need some walls to fall, there's some, there's some obstacles in your way, there's some things that seem impossible. And you gotta get the hands off. Put your seats away and put God first. Because when you do, when you put God first, walls will fall and breakthrough will come. You're going to have to let go of trying to make it fit your way. You're going to have to let go of trying to put God in the back row. There is no back row, there's only one seat. He's first, it can't be anything else. If you want to see God intervene and change scenarios and situations in your life, God first. You know, I think about as we started the church here, um, you know why you're sitting here and we hear dozens of stories in the youth and people getting saved, people coming to faith, people, there's family situations are beginning to come back into order, God's beginning to change hearts, God's, people are having fun here. Did you realize that? People, there's fullness here, not because we're the building's special, not because any person here's special, but because we're getting out of the way and putting Jesus and putting God first. And God's restoring things, restoring past hurts, restoring situations where we've made mistakes, where we've messed up, where we've put God in the back row. God's restoring things to its original purpose, to its original God's original plan. He's redeeming what was unclean to become clean. That's why we've had testimony after testimony after testimony. And I want to let you know, you know how that's possible, because we had some people who came here at the start that had faith, and they're in the room right now. A lot of them, and some aren't, and they decide to put God first in their finances. And they actually, one guy, a few guys in particular actually, in faith, believed it would happen. And they saved up and kept putting that portion, that first tenth, put God first. And they had a lump sum to give us so that we could get the building. And it gave me confirmation that God was in it. And so right now, there's a bunch of you being blessed right now because of those people put God first. We're receiving great worship. We're, we're, we're in community. We're literally having amazing life change. We're seeing people's lives truly change. Why? Because some people at the start Decide to consecrate that portion and put God first. And you're benefiting of it. God's being worshipped and lives are being changed. Why? Because some people decided to trust God. And listen, I I, I don't see them struggling. (laughs) Actually, the very people that that, that were in that situation, I see them thriving. I see God blessing them. I see God providing for them. I see their, their faith more activated than it was before. And as God continues to do more, they're continually more blessed. And so I think it's just important that we honor those people. We honor those people. Come on, let's put our hands together for those people. (laughs) You know, I've always believed we get one life, we get one chance at this to do something. And we can play it safe, and that's fine. You you can do that, but I I don't know about you, but I'm of the mind, I don't want to miss out I wanna see God do what I see, see him do in the Bible. I'm starting to see it happen, but it's only the start. I wanna see that happen in your life, in your family. I wanna see God activate you, but it's gonna come with a, with a healthy fear of God. It's not gonna come with just kinda, of, God's nice, and we're mates, and I'll just do what I want. And like, apply that same principle to your relationship, with that work? If you're married or even friendship, if people just treated you as common, Hey, just, mate, how you doing? Just do what I want, when I want. It, it, it's God Almighty. <laughs> and so let's go in, into Proverbs 3. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits and all of your increase, and so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God's not trying to... You know, I had a revelation, and as I tithed from, I was about 17, 18. And, and I used to give, you know, 20 pound, and and I, re- I just remember just saying, if that's what it is, I, I want to just do what God would have me do, and I just want to see God move. That's it. I don't want to be obsessed with money. I don't want to get caught in all of that stuff. And so down the road, I then started to uh, just be open. like God. I went, went to a church in America and was doing an inter- internship, and I've told this before, but, but I really felt that I was missing out because everyone was full of faith and giving and and there's all these stories and testimonies of how God was providing for people and people are getting saved. Because it's all about people, right? We're not doing this. If we're doing this you know, for money, we've got the whole thing wrong. It's not about worldly possession, it's about people. And, and I, I didn't have any income, <laughs> but I really wanted to give and I was kinda, God then put it in my heart to give a, a certain amount of money which I gave in private. Um, to the girl that I really was on my course that I really didn't like, if I'm honest. Um, sorry, can I be honest in here? Are we allowed to be honest in church? I just, she actually annoyed me. <laughs> um, I love her now, by the way. But at the time, I was just, I just didn't click. And I felt God get put in my heart to give her a significant offering. And I went in private and done that. And all of a sudden, I was the first person, I was the foreigner, I was the first person in, in the internship to pay off all my fees. Just guys just randomly popped up and started to give me 1,500 a month their tithe from houses that were selling real estate. And I didn't plan that. I couldn't force that. It just happened. I couldn't, I had no income, no influence. It just, God put favor as I put him first. And and fast forward a few years, uh, and I'm in a church here locally it doesn't, ex- that was here locally. It doesn't exist anymore, but I give, way over above the tithe because you see tithing loosened my grip it loosened my hand to be open to more that's what new testament looks like it's not just the bare minimum like the law in the old testament it's god that's got more for your life he wants to do miracles and 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 so what happened was uh god put in my heart to give a significant amount like i was trying to save up for a house at the time it didn't wasn't convenient it wasn't what i wanted and god spoke to me he says phil i'm not trying to steal from you I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bless you with a miracle. I'm trying to show you that I truly love you and I can do way beyond what... I, I was first. I created the earth. I created the animals. I created... Don't forget. And so I'd done it, and, and two years later, I ended up with a house. Some of you have told this before. I ended up with a house, and I shouldn't have got it, and it actually went out of my reach, and then I, I end up getting it for... Put it this way, I have ten times the amount... Of the, the amount that I give to the church previously, I have 10 t- times the amount equity on it now. And listen, God is not, I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I know people have abused it. I'm not gonna go buy a jet or anything like that. Um, I, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about God providing and falling in love with you. I, I'm talking about you falling in love with God. That's, it's about relationship. It's not about any of that stuff. It, You've got to get a balance view. And the reason we're talking about this this morning, I'm sorry if you're here for the first time, uh, there's no pressure on you if you don't believe in God. I, I'm just trying to be true to what I see in the word and what I've experienced and, and just ignore it. I don't want you being put off by that um, either. But th- this is what I'm saying is I believe in the New Testament, God wants us to see him in a bigger way. He wants to empower us to do more. And honestly, right now I'm in a situation that I never believed I would be in, but I believe God's going to call me to do more than i have done before. And it's going to take more faith. But now my, shif- my mindset has shifted, and I trust God a little bit more. And I'm, instead of thinking, oh, how am I going to survive? Oh, what if this happens? I now realize that, God, actually, you want to do something here, so I'm, I want to see what you're going to do. You, you, you want a, a greater story to come out of this, so, so I'm excited. Now I, I'm like, flip, this is nuts. What, what am I at? This, this would be ridiculous. And, and so I just want to share, this is not just theory. This is like, we're doing this. We're doing this for people, not for possession. Is anyone with me? Malachi 3 and 10 um, says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there might be food in in the house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I, I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. You see, we're in a fight. And the fight is do you have faith in you or do you have faith in God? Are you going to work your way through life, trying to work it out, just living with your own strength? Are you going to trust God? Do you want to see God move in your life? Do you want to have a story to tell? Do you want to, do you want to have testimonies to tell? What well, it's, it's going to literally take real faith. It's not just come in and out of church and kind of like dilly-dally and, and kind of tick the box, I go to church. That's, that's, that's not fun. That's not purpose. That's not what God sent Jesus to die for and he gave his best for. Number four, order restored, blessing released. When you put things back into order, like I said about the field, I I always think about school. I I go into school and sometimes we have this mindset with faith. Imagine you went to a school assembly hall and and, and they took away all the structure, all the order, and they just said, we're going to just believe in faith that God's going to move here and people are going to learn stuff. They're going to know their sums and they're going to, no science and experiments. We're going to let them just do the experiments themselves and the Bunsen burners are going to be out. and We're just going to trust God to just do something great here. And they're just going to have serious education. So that's the way some of us look towards God in, in our lives. It's like a hidden hope and there's no structure, there's no order. Just going to pray and believe and think it'll just work. It, do- it doesn't. God is a God of order. That's why there's a first place. That's why he, he needs to be first place, and when you, you, when you get the first thing right, everything else falls under. When God's first everything else becomes blessed, he's got his covering. And that's why we always say, I, I truly believe, and I've lived by this, is that when we put God first in our finances, he, he, he can make the 90% go so much further than the 100 by ourselves. And it's not even about that, it's about bringing his peace into our lives. It's about bringing his joy into our lives. I'm gonna finish with this here in Genesis 4 and 1 and 5. We're nearly there. Please take notes as well. Let's go check it out yourself. Don't just listen to me. Uh, And now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I've acquired a man for the Lord. And then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. And now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the sheep. Of the ground, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to the fruit of the uh, offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So he brought something; he done good. He brought something. Um, Abel also brought the firstborn. Everyone said first, the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So they both brought something, but one brought, brought the first, and the other brought just the leftovers. In the same way, in your relationship, if you're just bringing the leftovers, people sense the leftovers. That's why, what do we do at church? We welcome the first-time guests. Why? Because we want the whole church to understand we're not just about us. This isn't inward type, an inward-type church. We're about the outside, we're about bringing people to faith. We're designed to serve and not to be served. God has calculated and called us to give people first preference. That's why every time, welcome the first time guests. Why? Because we want the, the culture of the church to be about, not about us, but about them. About, as you're in it for the first time, we want to make sure we're pursuing you as God pursued his church first. Is so so the power of first releases the power of God in your life. The power of God can only be released when he is first place. It was banned, come ahead on up. So so I'm going to give you one last scripture here. It says in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. And a lot of us know that verse, but if you actually go right before that verse, it's actually talking about people being worried about what shall I wear? Or where will I eat? Or where will I be provided for? And so they're literally worrying and and there's an issue going on in the book of Matthew. They're talking directly to these people. Like, I know you're worried about your job. I know you're worried about your family and where you're gonna eat. I know you're worried about how am I gonna get the the clothes for the kids? I know you're worried about these things and and it's, it's stealing from you. It's bringing weight and heaviness on you. You're you're burdened. But but, but I want to tell you something. I want to tell you, seek first God. Give him your first of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Give him your first. Why? Because the first is his only rightful place. He he can't operate. He can't intervene in any other place because God doesn't need your stuff. God doesn't need (laughs) your possessions. God doesn't really need it. He created everything He was before we were, but He wants our heart, and our our heart is completely and utterly attached to first. What we value is the number one spot, is that cup, is that championship, it's first. God wants your first because He knows if He can get your first, He doesn't want it all. He just wants that first portion because He knows if He can get it all, He'll get your whole heart. He'll get your whole life. You'll get everything that you are. And, and, and in return, all these things shall be added. I know you're worried, but just worship. Give God the first of your energy every day. Give, give him the prayer. The first the first breath that you have in the day, what, what if you give him your first? What if you give him your, your first attention? You prioritized him. Before you, you come into a scenario and things aren't working out in your family or whatever's going on, what if you prayed first? Instead of a last resort, you made it a first response. First. Because what happens when we pray, and I I was praying with someone the other day, and they said, oh, I feel so much different now. My perspective has changed. Why? Because we prayed first. God knows how we work. God knows what's good for us. God knows how we operate. He knows what we need. Because it then goes on to say, listen. Joy will be released, if I'm first. Peace will be released, if I'm first. Provision will be released, but it will be holy and acceptable. Why? Because God just wants relationship to redeem, to restore, to give purpose. And, and if we're living life our own way, we, He can't intervene because we haven't given Him the one seat that we have. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand. Sorry, that was a wee bit longer this morning, but I, I felt it was really important that I get through the scriptures and, and just really lay it out. And like, like God is not mad at people for not putting them first. He's mad that the enemy is stealing your joy, he's mad that the enemy is stealing your purpose, he's mad that there's destruction coming upon the earth, and he just wants us to trust him. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church podcast.